What is up, everybody? This is the Bodega Border Crew Podcast, Volume 58. Thank you for joining us. Thank you for taking a little time out of your day. Maybe you'll listen to this in your car, at work. I've heard people listen to this at a lot of random places, but those are the usual suspects. But let's do a little housekeeping. This is the Bodega Border Crew Podcast. Make sure to check us out on Instagram at Bodega Border Crew. Make sure to check out our website, bodegabordercrew.com, for merch, news, links to videos, that kind of stuff. Also, make sure to check out the full episode description on your iTunes player or whatever player you choose to use for track listings and links to things that we're talking about. So it's good to be back. Uh, First stop of the WSL Longboard Tour happened in Noosa, and the world is all good. Joel won, and so did Khalees, so congrats to them. Congrats to Devin for running a great event. Uh, As you guys have seen, there's been a lot of footage that came out of it. WSL did a, as good a job as they possibly could with moving locations to stream the event. So we were all watching all over the world, which was really cool. I think Devin brought some really good excitement back. And Joel, you know, I think everybody, that's the people's champ, right? That's who you want to see go through, at least for me. And we were all glued. Also, congrats to Kevin Svarna for making the finals as well. Kevin has been ripping over the last year and a half and just getting better and better. You look at his progression at the contest and it's pretty crazy to see how much more he's getting involved in it in a positive way. And what I mean by that is he's really mixing his surfing up. He's not just nose riding, he's not just trimming, he's not just turning, he's kind of doing a little bit of everything to max out his scores in a way that doesn't feel so formulaic, if you will. Joel just surfed Joel. Joel just surfed naturally, and I think that's what wanted for him. And on the women's side, Khalees just, she's progressively gotten so much better. She started from such a great point, but I've witnessed her over the years at competitions and seen just how much that growth has taken hold. Seeing her win the duct tape last year at Huntington Beach under really shitty conditions, I knew that she would just be able to dominate any contest she wanted to. Obviously, a lot of people that were past competitors uh, on the high ranking didn't do so well. And uh, Justin Quintal wasn't there because of some health issues and wishing him a speedy recovery. Justin's the man. Uh, love that guy. But overall, it was a great event and you couldn't ask for anything more. In terms of surfing here, it's been up and down. You know, anybody that lives in Southern California knows we've had a couple of good days. We've had a couple of storms that have dropped a lot of rain. I've resorted to a lot of skateboarding the last couple of days or so, just because there's there haven't been any good waves, to be honest. You know, now the switchover is happening, so church is over, which is a bummer because we had a couple of great weeks of church. Hopefully, some other spots that we like to surf around this time start lighting up a little bit. But hope you guys have been scoring. Hope you guys have been having fun. But let's talk about this episode. In this episode, I was lucky enough to sit down with Hallie Roar. Sano, Doheny fame, uh, one of my favorite surfers, Goofy Footers, amazing. Uh, she was at the WSL contest. She is in Jetty Blue 100s. She has a little segment in there. And I was able to sit down with her and talk to her about growing up here in San Juan Capistrano, this area, the Jetty crew, that kind of thing, and contest surfing and, and all that kind of stuff. 
We also have a report from Ambrose, who is the organizer of the Singleton Mingle Down in New Zealand, which is a festival I've been watching intently over the last couple of years through social media. And he gives us a little breakdown of what the festival is about and how it's not just a contest, which I love. We also have a couple of short takes this week. We have a little video about Michael Evans, who is a shaper and surfer up in the Northeast. And I give props to anyone who does it out there. And this is a great video to show you how good the waves can be if you're willing to get into like a five, six mil suit and booties and all that kind of stuff. But it's a great video, showcases his shaping, showcases his surfing. I think it's great to check out. There's also this video called Playtona, which features a lot of surfers such as Saxon Wilson. That's really cool. Short little clip, great to check out. And the last short tip we have is this clip called Bees Number Three, which is a bunch of footage from Rincon that has Sean Tully, Chris Hall, a bunch of other random people in it. Uh, David Arganda is in it. Really good clip. I did not score any Rincon this year. I've just been too lazy to drive up there, but this makes me wish I did. But anyway, I hope you guys are ready for the episode, the interviews, the talk, and the tracks. We're going to mix it up a little bit this week, so I hope you guys enjoy it, and I'll check in with you guys in a little bit. Peace!
my lip or champagne a ripple. Shamas go cripple. Sales go triple. We drop lobotomy beats. Evaporated meats in high tech streets. We go solo. Dance floors and talk shows. Hot dogs, no dos, hot sex and back rows. From the Hollywood scene Guys are real good If you want a piece Funny people know I'm that type of freak People look so snooty Take pills, make them moody Automatic bazooty Zero to tutti fruity Sex in the halls Niagara Falls Local shopping malls Receiving anonymous calls Hot like a cheetah Neon mamacita Eat a taqueria Pop locking beats from Korea Looking like jailbait Sound like a real estate Looking like a hot date Banging like an 808 Where's the what? Be a 20 million dollar fantasy Keep good Expensive jeans Hollywood freaks on the Hollywood scene you real good If you want a Hope you guys have been digging the tracks. 
what we've been talking about. Like I said, gonna mix it up a little bit. Let's do a little housekeeping. This is the Bodega Border Crew podcast. Make sure to check us out on Instagram at Bodega Border Crew. Make sure to check out our website, bodegabordercrew.com for merch, links to news, things that we're up to. Also, make sure to check out the full episode description on your iTunes player for track listings and things that we're talking about. This episode, we were able to sit down with Hallie Rohr, who is a surfer out of the San Juan Capistrano area, one of the Jetty Kids, grew up surfing here, surfed San O a lot, has been uh, making some waves on the contest scene lately, and we wanted to sit down with her and just talk to her about what it's like to grow up here and surf and uh, make her way in the industry. So I hope you guys enjoy. Um, so what's your name? Where are you from? I'm Hallie Rohr, and I'm from Capistrano Beach, California. And did you grow up there? I basically grew up in San Clemente, uh, Dana Point, like my whole life. This is like the zone, right? Yeah, yeah. except for a couple years away for school, I was in San Francisco, uh-huh. but um, I was pretty ready to come home and be warm and go surf <laughs> yeah. all the time. So, yeah. uh, How'd you get into surfing? Um, it was a long time ago. I think I was probably 10 and I saw somebody... A girl I knew actually was standing up on a boogie board, uh-huh. and I just thought that was like so cool. And I, I had so many boogie boards because my family loved the beach, so I started just standing up on them. And then my parents were like, "We probably should get you a real board." So my first real board was not even a real board, but like liquid shredder or something uh-huh. like that. And then eventually, I think I was like 13, I got my first actual fiberglass board. Oh, okay. And. I used to play soccer and kind of surf, and then at one point I just kind of decided like surfing is so much fun. I don't uh, have to do all the running, yeah, and then, yeah. and I'm at the beach, and I just stuck with it, and it's been great. Where did you start surfing when you were like 13, 14? Uh, Doheny. Ah, Doho. So like, <laughs> yeah. what was the scene like then when you started? Um, it was I was very shy and I was very like intimidated of everybody. Uh, but eventually I kind of got closer to people, like my some of my first friends at the Jetty or Doheny were uh, Michaela Smith and Andy Nieblas and uh, Noah and Ben Cardoza and, and we just all kind of went outside of Doheny and went to Sano and then when we got older and we got cars and licenses we would go up to Malibu and go down south and uh, our crew is pretty tight-knit, we've just always gone on little trips together and now no, I, I mean you notice it like you guys are always like traveling in a yeah. path like whenever I see you guys it's like you're all together even if even if you guys are going to check out the surf when it's mm-hmm. not surfable <laughs> like you guys are like nah done yeah like I don't know how many times I've like rolled up to the jetty and seen you guys just in that park around mm-hmm. just like, you know, or even to Sano you just yeah you hear that certain people are down there whether or not it's good you just go drive down there yeah <laughs> Kayla and Andy are kind of like infamous for that kind of thing. Yeah. Like they're all, like I'm like oh, all right, they're always here. Um, who are some of the older people that you guys like? Because you and and Michaela and all you guys were around the same age. Who were some of the older people who were surfing at the time? That um, you, you guys saw back when back in the young when I was younger. Um, when we'd go to Sano, like some of the people I was really in awe of where you know like Al Nos and Robin Kegel would come down to the point and we'd all kind of like watch them and um, as far as like the ladies Worm has always been sort of a major influence for me and Cass um, and then 
as we got older, like all, all the friends got better. So now, yeah. like now, my friends are my inspirations. <laughs> no, no, which is yeah. cool. And then you guys have like a whole new younger generation of guys. Oh yeah, they're insane. Just kind of nuts, like uh-huh. like Ava and all these yeah, people. Ava, Summer, um, Avalon, just to name a few of the girls. There's so many, and then uh, for like the guys, I guess um, Patrick O'Connor, yeah. Ian Gautran, like they're surfing way beyond their years and I always trip out because I just kind of assume like I'm like I just assume everyone's like close to my age and yeah. then I find out that they're almost 10 years younger than me and I'm like ah, oops <laughs> I trip on the, the fact how how young Ian is because it's like yeah so good <laughs> I sneak him in a bar <laughs> like I was like 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 Grant brought him with with us and I was like it was like the first time I really met him and I was like no, you got to be like 21. He's like, oh no. He's <laughs> like, and I was like, what? Yeah. I was like, oh, I've, I've become that guy. Okay. It's, it's yeah, fun. I know the feeling. But you know, Andy was responsible for that too. Andy snuck him in too. Um, <laughs> so it wasn't just me. So um, now with with surfing and with all your friends and traveling and that kind of stuff, you've obviously traveled around the world a lot for surfing. Uh, how does the surf contest scene play into the travel? Like, do you base your traveling around like these events and stuff or is it you just kind of go when you want to go there's kind of only been a few situations where i just went on a trip that wasn't sort of based around an event uh Uh, just because i think when there isn't an event it just brings everybody together and then it's easier to coordinate like let's fly together and let's get a car and a house yeah Yeah. and, and so like events like the mexi log fest like i probably wouldn't have ever even gone down to Saladita uh-huh. and now I like love that place but um and even Once like left yeah <laughs> I mean that has um, a lot to do with it but yeah I'd, I'd say like I don't just go out for the contest but it's a definitely a big motivator for yeah. not just myself but for everyone to kind of get it together like mm-hmm. let's make a plan these are the dates and let's go now if someone is starting out getting into this and like they think they're good enough to start going to these festivals, they start getting invited. Because on a side note, like a lot of these festivals invite like 500 people. And they're mm-hmm. like, you're invited! <laughs> and it's like, alright, can I afford to go to the Philippines? Probably not. Yeah. You know, it's a lot of that. What do you think is the best like advice you could give for someone to like who wants to do it? Like, is it that they should try to get together with other people who are going? Should they like be more strategic about it? Should they go to places that they think they're going to do well? Or should they just go and have fun? I mean, you could just kind of rock up to wherever you wanted. But it, it helps to have... Like, one of the places that comes to mind is um, um, Peru. Uh-huh. Like, I probably would have never gone to Peru. And there wasn't a contest, but there was sort of an opportunity to go yeah. uh, for like a, a movie that we filmed. But... Andy was always telling me how good it was, and it kind of piqued my interest. So if you have, I mean, I've, I didn't know anything about it, and I don't know anybody there. Right. But all it took was just a little bit of planning and a couple friends. And if you want to do a contest, I mean, go for it. Why, huh. why not? Yeah. <laughs> what, if you have, what do you have to lose? Yeah. Entry fee. <laughs> it's just an entry fee. But you can always, you know, like, I've spent a lot of money going to places, and I and come back kind of empty-handed but you're not really empty-handed because you had the experience of going somewhere yeah you can't you can't put a price tag on experience at the end yeah i remember reading something that recently they were telling parents they were like it's better for you to spend money on having your kids travel than buying them toys yeah right which i i'm told i mean my wife and i (laughs) that both were like look i'd rather spend like 
like all our money all year so that we could go away two weeks with our daughter somewhere that she's gonna remember versus like being totally. like throwing a physical object. Yeah, like here's an iPad or Yeah, here's it's like, this. well what the fuck are you gonna do with that? Alright, you're gonna want to do yeah, the explorer. I, I would definitely if I have money at my disposal, like I drive like a ninety one beat up like horrible looking van and I have no plans to get anything new because I would rather go on a trip. Like yeah. I'll run that thing to the ground and try to go to as many places as I can. Yeah, now that the season, like the quote-unquote season starting, Noosa is kind of the start of it, right? And you're going to that? Yeah, I'm excited. Um, I've been over to Noosa before. Um, I think it was like three years ago. Okay. Um, but it wasn't for, there wasn't like a WSL, at least at that point. Was it the Noosa, just the regular Just Noosa? the regular festival, but um, I figured why not try, and I've been meaning to go somewhere warm, and I have I do have friends out there, too, so... Yeah, I mean, and also everybody's going to be out there, right? Yeah, and so everyone. Kind of <laughs> not, like, as many people as I thought, though. Uh, really? Maybe, um, maybe just not from this area. Oh. I was sort of kind of thinking that more people would jump, jump on board, but... Uh, I'm surprised because it's like I've been hearing about a lot of random people, like, yeah. you know, Worm was telling me, like, she's going, <clears> and, like, a bunch of other people who, like, usually, like, haven't gone for a couple uh-huh. of years. Oh, like, uh, yeah, I found out that Worm was going, like, yesterday, actually, and yeah. I was really happy to hear that. Yeah, she's not going there for the contest though. She's she said on record no contest, no contest. <laughs> That's fine too. Yeah, yeah. Um, but it's it's always been my dream to go there. Like I think I, I might go like next year. Mm-hmm. I was trying to get Devin to pay for a ticket for me, and I will say this on here that he should pay for a ticket for me to go. <laughs> um, now how now these contests most of the time they're just kind of I mean from my own personal experience, it's mostly like you guys getting together and just having a good time and everything like that. Yeah, I mean, for me, it always seems like that's, I'm, I'm not going anywhere to necessarily win, but that would be cool. I just, like, like getting to see people I never see, like, I, some of these people I haven't seen in years, and the contest is what brings us together, and then everything that ensues out of the water is always so much fun, but. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um. Now you're gonna do the WSL one this year, you're saying, right? I yeah, I I've, I mean I've signed up for the year. I have no oh, idea how it works, but I'm just gonna go for it. Why not? No, no, no. I mean I think it's good. I think Devin, the the structure they put in place is really good. And from what I heard, there's gonna be more stops than there were last year. Mm-hmm. So there's supposed to be like two California stops. Oh, supposedly. I didn't know that. <laughs> there's at least one, and okay. there might be two. That would be really helpful because. Well, I mean, they didn't have one fucking last year. It was stupid. Like, why wouldn't you have a fucking cap? Like, why wouldn't you do? You're gonna let someone like the relic fucking get a get a permit, not you? Like, that's bullshit. Yeah. Like, and there's plenty of good. Oh my god, we always are talking about like, why don't we just do a contest at Lowers or Malibu that, you know, like a professional event? And I mean, I don't know. The permitting. The permits, is just, yeah. But you know what would be better? I think, honestly, like, some of those contests that they do in, like, the random spots are almost, like, better. Like, oh, the blockies yeah. or bust and stuff mm-hmm. like that. Like, I know that one's coming up. I, you guys are probably going to be gone by the time that one happens. Yeah, or even, I mean, there's there's just spots everywhere. Yeah. And if you, I don't know, if you had a, a window and you knew it was going to be good, it'd just be... Just tough to predict. I mean, yeah. That's the thing. I mean, even, like, you know, I mean, more than... That's that's the advantage that like a big machine like the WSL has is like they could get a permit on a spot for ten days, right? Mm-hmm. And they only have to run the contest for two two and a half days, three days at the most. Yeah. So within those ten and a half days, there's gonna be two. There's gonna be one day that's good. Yeah, especially in you know Southern yeah. California is pretty yeah. consistent. But yeah, I would I would love, but I heard the the rumor is 
that there's at least one, there might be two. And they're, so... Ooh, I would, I would like that. Yeah, yeah. I know there's supposed to be a duct tape that's going to be in California. Mm-hmm. That's not... Shitty, I heard that rumor as well. Yeah, it's supposed to be down. I don't want to jinx these things. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, let's see. No, it fucking happens. Yeah. Um, so you get to see a lot of people. You've done the duct tapes. You've. This will be kind of like the most like formal contest. Are you just like when you go into a contest like that? Do you just like? Do you look at like what's scoring, or do you just kind of surf the way you surf? I. Up to this point, I basically don't think at all about okay. you know. I sh- maybe I should like criteria points. I just I don't I've never really been wired that that way. But yeah. uh, I also don't always do very well in the contest. So I'm trying to like maybe get a, I don't know just change my headspace around. Yeah. You know I just kind of paddle out there and think like I'm gonna catch a bunch of good waves. But you only really need two. And that's what everyone always tells me, and I just forget all the time. <laughs> no, it's a totally different beast. I mean, in terms of strategy, like, you look at the people who place, right? Like, yeah. men and women. Like, the people who do place, like, they pretty much, like, take their time. Mm-hmm. They're decently patient. And they'll just try to maximize their score. Sometimes it's it's almost counterintuitive to someone who surfs well, to be honest, because it's like, you know, you usually want to kick out of a wave that's, like, bullshit towards the end. Like, you're just yeah. kind of like, that's just a natural instinct. You're like, you why don't- am I going to even do this? You, well, you see those people who place, they're just like, they will walk the shit out of the whitewash. They will just be yeah, like... Yeah, yeah. No, it's a, it's a different approach as to just, you know, free surfing. And obviously that just comes with the territory. But another thing is when I'm in a heat and if it's if I don't feel like it's going very well, uh-huh. like it kind of like, I kind of shut down in my head. And I'm, I'm trying not to do that so much. Cause, oh, like you you're kind of like your worst enemy. Yeah, you're right? like, oh, I'm just blowing it. You just kind of like, you kind of, I don't know, maybe I'm quick to give up. <laughs> you go into golf mode. That's like what yeah. they call like golf mode. Like you hit one bad shot and then yeah. everything goes to fucking hell. But it, you know, a lot can happen in the time frame, so. I mean, the heats at, uh, at the, for the WSL are pretty big. I love what they're doing. I think it's great that all you guys are doing it. You know, it's like, the best part of it for me is that like, it's being televised. So mm-hmm. people around the world can see you guys surf. Like yeah. that's what makes me happy. So that it's like, cool. like, there's no other better joy to me than like my daughter like I could turn it on and she knows some of you guys and she could like say like oh that's that's Michaela and I'm like you know that's oh, Cassie that's I'm like I'm like that's fucking awesome like yeah. I love the fact that she could say that versus like I don't care if she knows who like some random CT short is I don't mm-hmm. give a shit about that and it's it's nice for the people at home like my you know I'm I used to go places with my parents but not for a long time uh-huh. so like they never even get to know what's going on yeah. and I know they really want to but so this year they'll be able to see they have little cheer parties <laughs> <laughs> viewing party I can't believe there's not like a bar or something that just like fucking <laughs> televises and all you know actually um, at uh, our local watering hole suns- shout out sunsets uh-huh. uh, we like go there all the time so you know the manager pretty well and we actually like um, not for any of the, like the longboard events, but some of the big uh, yeah. WSL like tour events. Yeah. We we've talked them into like I don't know like somehow lo- uh, linking into a computer and watching it live down there. We just kind of take. I mean, they the have TV. an Apple TV. You just turn it on. Yeah. And it's there. I mean, that's the thing that's kind of awesome. Like I was talking to Devin about it. You know, 
like he's really happy that they have like really good broadcast rights on it this year coming mm-hmm. up because this year it's like anyone who has an Apple TV or an a- or an Apple TV account on their phone they're going to be able to watch it live and yeah. replays and stuff yeah uh, which is going to be really cool it gives you guys exposure because that's the biggest I think one of the biggest challenges in this world it's a plus minus is that you don't have like you don't get enough exposure for sponsorship to pay off if that makes sense mm-hmm. so it's like you know sponsorship's about visibility right so like a brand's going to want to put their sticker on your board to be like hey people, X amount of people are going to see it and the problem in a lot of the alternative longboard world, whatever you want to call it, single-fin longboarding world, I don't know what the fuck, there's mm-hmm. no, no term for it. It's just there's not the visibility. So this is another now yeah. visible thing. It's it's just like an easier way to get out the, you know, you, don't, you wouldn't see it normally. But. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and now someone in the Midwest could see it, right? Yeah. Versus someone who's like in on the scene, right? Before, it's like someone who's in on the scene has to know about this, has to follow some Instagram Live, like, account, right? Now it's kind of a thing where it's yeah. like, oh, like, I've been following the WSL other surfing. Like, I'm in, like, Idaho or something. What's yeah. this event? I don't yeah. even know what this is. And you turn it and on. And they might even like it more. <laughs> um, that's the goal. Okay. It's more it's more attainable. I think the thing that, like, they're trying to push, which makes a lot of sense, it's more attainable to someone who doesn't know much about surfing to look at someone who's, like, longboarding and to understand what's going on there mm-hmm. and the intricacies of that versus the intricacies of someone on a shortboard. Like, that's yeah. a little bit... It's, it's like... I tried to explain it to someone the other day. Imagine if, like, you never saw basketball in your life and the first time you saw basketball was seeing Michael Jordan. Mm-hmm. It would just be like... You'd be like, I can't do that. Yeah. Like, I can't do that, right? But if the first time you saw a basketball, it was just bouncing on the floor and there was a hoop there... You're like, oh, let me pick it up and see what happens. That's sort of the, yeah. the longboard versus like seeing John John Florence. So it's not to take yeah. away from them. It's just that it's just you, such an extreme. Yeah, it's that the height <laughs> of the height of the performance, right? Yeah. It's someone who's like, you know, training like crazy physically, not mm-hmm. even outside of surfing. They're like, they fucking can't eat shit. They yeah. can't drink. They can't fucking do anything. Rough. <laughs> and they're like, nobody wants that life. You know, can't have coffee. Can't have any of that. And they're machines. And they're on tour, right? Mm-hmm. So you see that versus like being like. Hey, these are people like like in this world, you know. Everyone has like day jobs. Everyone has like a real life. Like yeah. everybody has like other interests. Like it's it's more realistic. Mm-hmm. It's like oh wow, like I could have a job. Yeah. And I could do this. Kind of thing. Yeah, and I, I I love like pretty much any style of surfing. I love. I suck at shortboarding, but I love to watch it. Yeah. <laughs> um, but longboarding is just such a dance that I think even if you have no idea how waves work or you know any of the difficulties just to kind of watch somebody move back and forth and how their body is positioned is I think that could be appreciated by pretty much anyone yeah yeah there's a there, for sure there's a beauty in that I mean I talk I talk to people all the time who don't know anything about surfing mm-hmm. like especially like my parents and like my wife's parents and stuff like that but they know that that looks good yeah like when they see it they're like yeah. I mean the thing they always say is like oh like the endless summer it's like it could be worse right like at least they're like referencing yeah. something that's good and I'm like yeah exactly like that kind of thing and they're or, like oh I get that like that looks good but they wouldn't be able to tell like you and I could tell like if we watched the WSLP of like let's say a John John or someone like that at Italo, like someone on that Stephanie mm-hmm. Gilmore like we could tell the intricacies and be like oh that was a sick turn or like that yeah. was that was like pretty critical but someone who doesn't know that it's you know it's harder and I think it's nice to see that the WSL is kind of like with these contests it's you know they're trying to push that they're trying to be like hey look there is that yeah and that is our bread and butter and that pays the bills but if you want an entryway to that this is the entryway to it yeah so like you know 
and then hopefully give you guys some money, which is kind of nice. <laughs> Tell um, speaking of sponsors and stuff, so you have been working with uh, Nine Plus Wetsuits for a little while. Yeah, um, it's been. I think I got on board about over a year ago. Uh-huh. Um, we're actually going on a trip this weekend. We're going to Big Sur. So oh, you are? Yeah. Oh, that's pretty awesome. Yeah. Who's going on that? Um, well, Ben, um, uh-huh. he's like the 9 plus guy. He lives kind of around here. Uh, Eva. Uh-huh. A couple other people. I think Troy Mothershead might be going. Okay. Um, I could be wrong. Things change a lot, but... Chris Hall? No? Uh, probably him, too. Yeah. But, um, I mean, everyone that's kind of on that team or, like, wearing the wetsuit seems to be either in the UK or in California and yeah. maybe there's some I don't know about but it's kind no, of the I core. No, I think that's where it is. Yeah, I mean those are two big hubs, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then yeah, they're, they've been awesome. Love the suits. And my uh, my other main sponsor is uh, Troy, Troy Elmore. He's uh-huh. been making me boards also for like maybe over the last year or so and just been really patient with me working kind of I, I should I should educate myself more on <laughs> surfboards and details that you know everyone else seems to be able to speak yeah. freely on and I'm just like uh huh uh-huh. <laughs> but no he's been really cool and I just I'm like explain this to me like I'm a kindergartner and he's he's gotten down no no and he, he I've seen the boards that he's been making like for you mm-hmm. even some other people friends of mine who bought boards for him and stuff like it's his his long boards are like insane. Yeah. Um, when did that, like, how did that relationship start? Um, I, okay, so I think it happened after China, the duct tape. Okay. Uh, I, I got second place, so, that, like, I knew I had some money coming, yeah. and someone asked me uh, on the shuttle to the airport, like, what are you going to do? And I'm like, hadn't really thought about it, <laughs> and then, like, Troy was um, on that trip, too. Yeah. And I think he mentioned something like getting a board, and then uh, Karina Rizunko, one of my good friends, she's she was kind of writing his boards for a while yeah, too, and so she was kind of my link there. Uh-huh. And yeah, I ordered one, and ever since we've just been kind of uh, trying new things. And I just got one actually last week, and I'm so excited. <laughs> yeah, I saw on the Instagram you and Michaela <laughs> both got new boards. Yeah, on the same day. I'm like, what world are we living in that we got boards on the same day? We're the, so cool. The, the contrast though is funny. The contrast of the boards is like hilarious. <laughs> like when you guys had them up, yeah. I was like, these are two <laughs> totally different boards. Like, yeah. Dramatically different. I would love to go for more like of the color and the. I love that she had the fabric in yeah, yeah. Um But I've just kind of learned recently, like it's just easier to maintain a clean whiteboard. Like I will ding it. So. So yeah. <laughs> yeah. Fixing color. <laughs> I've had bad color fixes, so I'm just. Oh, that's there. the worst when they do that, like, sh- shitty airbrush version. Yeah, it's bad. They're like, oh, it's a match. I'm like, no, not really. It doesn't look like it. What did you do? Yeah. <laughs> you made my board look worse. Yeah. Like, I would have rather just have, like, a little white mm-hmm. chunk. Anything. Than this bullshit. Yeah. Um, it's crazy, though, like, out of that zone, like, between Troy, Grant Noble, um, what's his name, Tanner, like, they're all starting to make kind of the best, like all-around longboards because mm-hmm. like I, I got one from from Brett and I oh, ordered cool. it like the day that we were in Rockaway mm-hmm. and I saw his board yeah and he was I was like oh I was like can you make me one and he's like yeah and he gave me a price and I was like 
I was like, what's your Venmo? Like, right then and there. I was like, here you go. Go make it for me. Yeah. I want to want to get back. But that. it's interesting that they're all making... Dano is now making boards, like, yeah. a lot they more. They share a, wor- uh, a workspace. Or yeah. I think Troy, like, learned <laughs> Shape room. Did he? Um, yeah, I'm, sh- yeah I'm, I'm assuming. And he made... Uh, Dano just made a, a new board for Worm. That's when she's been serving. Cool. Which is kind of crazy. But it's interesting that it's, like... All those boards are starting to come from that zone. It's right? true, actually. Mesa I didn't zone. really think about that. That that Costa Mesa Newport zone is is the the hub. Yeah, I think because they're making well, obviously they're making boards for like blackies, but they're just making these very like Australian, like Australia meets California. That's been happening now for like about a couple yeah. of years now, which is kind of cool to see. So I'm really interested to see how some of these like newer ones, like what you have, because you're gonna take that board with you to Australia, mm-hmm. how that performs at New Sun and stuff. Yeah. I'm, I'm still, you know, kind of figuring out what works best where. And Noosa is so like, to me, it's so hard to pick because yeah. I've I've gone there before with a board that I just kept getting stuck, and I'm on my backside. I couldn't like make oh, you know because yeah. it's kind of fast. Yeah, the, all the all the boards that like so like all the Thomas's boards. If you look at all his boards, mm-hmm. they're like fucking foiled to death because it's a fast fucking way. Yeah, got to go fast. And I, I love those kind of boards, but sometimes when I'm here, it doesn't make sense. No, they don't work here. But, yeah. The only time, like, those boards work, like, honestly, is, like, when you have, like, shoulder-high Malibu, right? When it's, like, super racy, fast, the tide's a little bit lower, mm-hmm. it's scraping across that bottom, like, then it works. Or church. Yeah. Like a fast church. Right? Yeah, totally. But, like, a like a point, Sano point, like, any of this other stuff that we normally surf on the regs. Yeah. Fucking don't hate me. I shit ain't gonna fucking do it. <laughs> That's what happened. Like, I was just, like, paddling with these boards. I was like, I fucking hate this <laughs> shit. I'm over it. Yeah. Um, so, with, with Troy, you're, you know, you're giving your input and stuff on boards. Are there any other people who give you, like, input on, like, boards, fins, any of that kind of stuff? Um, just kind of between friends. Like, <laughs> some of my friends are like, you need to change that fin or, you know move it back or whatever yeah. i i kind of just pick up little things from you know my my group and but probably just mostly from troy and that's yeah. a good person <laughs> um so one thing i wanted to ask you about because you're kind of part of this what is chicks on tour oh oh yeah <laughs> well it's a special little group <laughs> it's i don't know when exactly it started but we were just really hyped because the duct tape used to be you know just the 16 invi- invitees yeah pretty much all guys but with a couple girls and then kind of all of a sudden it was two divisions 16 guys and 16 ladies so we and then and then it just kept on you know it was a regular yeah. thing so then we just kind of we kind of named ourselves like we're on tour guys like <laughs> it's, we're the chicks and we're on tour and it's it's definitely like taken over. <laughs> <laughs> we, uh, yeah, we're a little, maybe we're a little out of hand, but no, no, no. I think it's what surfing needs, and I think it's funny that you guys started that dick yeah. tour. Like that. <laughs> <laughs> that, they were inspired by us, and I gotta say, I think we have the upper hand because yeah. we're just like that. But no, it's really fun, and the, just the camaraderie between the girls is so great, and then between the the guys is really fun too and yeah. I think like I think they like having sort of a you know different energy around too oh I think so too and yeah. we all just get along so great so yeah I mean like like the duct tapes are a good example like that's just a big party like Rockaway was just like <laughs> like what a four day party 
Yeah, it's a marathon of, I don't know. That was another thing I remember Joel saying uh, when we were in Japan, that was the most recent one. And he was saying that, you know, it's obviously about the surfing, but everything after and the parties and the, you know, being in the hotel and walking around crazy towns, like, that's the other half of it. Yeah, oh yeah, I think it's a big part of it. It's a huge part of it. But it, it's it's funny because like so in the skateboarding world like tours and the contests and all that stuff like the contests and the demos are 10% of it mm-hmm. that's like, kind of what it feels like no and that's <laughs> like what's great about what Joel's doing because Joel's been around that world too uh-huh. so he sees that he sees how that is like like when I used to go on tour for like skateboarding companies like it was bullshit mm-hmm. it's like some skate shop would pay you to do a fucking demo you didn't give two fucking shits you probably wasted the whole fucking time it was more about skating that town mm-hmm. meeting people hanging out and then going to, like yeah. that kind of thing and I think Joel comes from that world versus a lot of people from competitive surfing don't understand that they're like oh no yeah. it's like the scores and like what we're doing yeah no and I mean to be honest it's not like the when we've gone over like to some of the places it's not been pumping or like epic but we all still have fun and yeah you know it the contest only runs from like morning to noon and yeah. we shut down and then it could be done in like a couple of days and yeah. then and then you're still there for like three more days yeah. so you're just having fun and it's such a great way to see the world and they just take such good care of us i honestly can't even believe it's real sometimes no 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 i think i think what vance does is amazing and you know joel's leadership on that and, and nolan and stuff um, they've done like a great job and i think the thing is like outside the surfing for a community like let's say a community like rockwood like them seeing you outside of surfing in the neighborhood hanging out and stuff i think does a lot more for their community than mm. seeing you surf to be honest because yeah. they feel like, hey, you're 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 going to these businesses and you're yeah. hanging out and you're giving you're giving them some like, I hate to put it this way, some validity. Like they feel like it. They're like, wow, these pro surfers like came to my bagel shop or like these pro oh, totally. surfers came to my bar. like you know it makes that's more important to them to be like, oh, they surfed the beach that was like mm-hmm. half a mile away, whatever. It was. Yeah, it's a, we're just kind of immersed in it, so we're not you know, like in Japan too, it was so, like such a wild experience. You felt like almost like a celebrity and you're just getting your picture taken and it's pretty wild but they're so amped on it they're just like getting to be around us which is like it's just such an honor but yeah see the thing is you you know i was talking jeff um warm's husband was talking about this the other night like we don't realize it how spoiled we are in the sense of like living here like let's say if you go out to anybody you could go out surfing to like sano church malibu something like that you surf with, like, all you guys and stuff like that. And the Nosts and, like, Devin Howards and stuff. Mm-hmm. And it's very attainable, right? And you know these people and stuff. For people in other areas, like, the only time they ever see you guys is, like, on a video. Mm-hmm. Or on an Instagram clip. And so when they see you in person, it's like, of course you're a rock star. Like, it's the most amazing thing. I just love that it's happening to you guys. Like, it's really good to see it happen because I'm like, you guys so deserve this shine. Oh, I'm glad to hear that. (laughs) No, 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 no. It's because I've seen it happen in skateboarding. Like, I came up in skateboarding when skateboarding was hated on, and I remember in, like, the early 90s, like, all of a sudden, like, you're doing, people are doing demos, and there's, like, 2,000 people, Mm -hmm. and you're doing signings and all that shit. Yeah. Like, as corny as that was, that's awesome to see. And, like, now that's starting to happen in your guys' world. Like, it's the the inklings. Yeah. Like, you guys are going to these small communities, and they're, like, nothing but grateful. They're like, oh, my God. Like, you know, like, take a picture with me. And we're equally as excited to you know be that's met with that so no and that's the beauty of it like you guys what you guys bring 
the energy that you bring to these local communities is really cool. <laughs> and I just no, it's just like awesome. Like, uh-huh. It's like it I always really I, is. Yeah, yeah. And I always look at it. I'm always like, hey, like this is like this is how it should be, you know. Mm-hmm. Versus like you see in some other sports and some other disciplines, like they, they're in and out, right? They come in for their like five days, they're mm-hmm. they're gone and stuff. Kind of too cool. Yeah, it's like no, you guys are like no, like I want to go to the dive bar. <laughs> like I don't give a fuck about the fancy place. Like I I want to go yeah, to the let's ch- go to the turkey nest. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I love New York was the best because like I just Grant texting me because I was not gonna come to Brooklyn. Like I'm so sick of being in New York. Uh-huh. I grew up there. I'm like over it. And then Grant's like, we need you to take us around to some bars and some pizza. And I was like. Fine. And then, like, what yeah. I did, I was like, all right, this is kind of mm-hmm. cool. Like, I get to be the chaperone for, like, a couple of hours. Um, switching gears, I wanted to talk about your relationship with uh, San Onofre Surf Co. So how did that start? So I started working for them. I kind of didn't really start working for them right away, but uh, the the owner, um, Joey Lambert, he... He, uh, we kind of knew each other through friends and stuff, and my friends worked uh, already were working there. Okay. And I, uh, I kind of used to sew like sew board bags. I I still do, just not yeah. as often. Yeah. Um, but I was really into it at the time, and he kind of, like, just gave me a chance. He said, "Get, can you get me ten? Which was huge for me because yeah, I was like, that's that's some good money yeah. if I get to work. But um, so then yeah, so he kind of got me started on that, and then brought me in a couple of days a week and I was kind of just helping develop um, sort of a girl's perspective there because it's definitely yeah. like <laughs> frat <Dude>. house <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but um, <laughs> in a good way uh, and and then yeah ever since I kind of started adding more days to the week and now I'm there like Monday through Friday except if waves are good and yeah it's very flexible um, but yeah it's really it's really like a nice environment to work and I'm friends with my coworkers and we we actually really do like to support not just like people around here but we're really looking like to expand that yeah. sano mentality and the lifestyle and just the culture that's so unique to here to yeah. try to get that out to other parts of the world that you know would love it <laughs> well you were saying earlier like you were saying how japan has really been like oh yeah they're they're like essential up. for us um they really like, you know, California culture, and they, they when they come out here, they'll come to the warehouse. If you've ever been to the warehouse, it's kind of fun. It's got, like, tons of boards, vintage skateboards, surfboards, oh, cool. uh, a ramp, and uh, a keg as well. And, um, <laughs> it's a good little spot to meet up, but, so yeah, they, they'll come visit, and, and then when I went out there, it was, it was like a good chance to sort of you know, bring bring my Sano, like, I was kind of, like, the amb- ambassador, I guess. Yeah, because you guys, like, did, like, like you went to a couple of stores that carried your stuff, right? Uh-huh, and, like, Naki, um, a few other people just were really, really kind to us and the best hosts, and it's all because we, like, I met Naki at Sano. Yeah. And here I am at in Tokyo going on, like, a little adventure so yeah, that's awesome <laughs> yeah i love that i love that about surfing too it's like it brings like people from like all these different backgrounds like i love like like it was a, i think it was like a month and a half ago like worm and i were surfing at church and like these like like five rando japanese dudes were there and they were like they were speaking to us in like broken english they're like oh we rented a an airbnb in san clemente so we could surf here for like 
like, you know, a week or something. And it's, like, such a trip to me because I'm, like, really? Here? Like, mm-hmm. you don't want to go to Hawaii? <laughs> like, I was kind of like, okay. But then you realize, like, oh, actually, it's really mm-hmm. good here. Um, but, like, how much they love the culture and just, like, yeah. how awesome they were. And I love, like, their culture is so fun, too. Just rocking up to the beach one of the first days, like, the thing that struck me was, oh, my God, there are so many people out there with maybe a one-foot wave coming through. And it's not like that crowd ever left throughout yeah. the day. They're just, it was just there all day. Thirsty, yeah. And I don't think it really bothered them that it was even crowded. And they were just, you know, they they're just it. happy to be out in the ocean, like surfing or, you know, floating or whatever. They were just having a good time. Yeah. And I just compared it to us spoiled brats that would roll up somewhere and be like, oh, there's a dozen guys. Like, I'm not going out. Fuck yeah. Yeah. <laughs> No, it, it does put it into perspective. I, I think there's the reason why a lot of the longboard culture and beach culture has translated very well to Japan is there's a lot of similarities in the cultural things that they like. Like there's a respect for tradition, mm-hmm. but there's also the idea of like moving it forward. There's mm-hmm. the idea of sampling, which is very big and like people don't realize it in, in the single fin longboarding culture. Like you're looking at like a Phil Edwards turn or you're looking at like how Joel like approaches backside mm-hmm. and stuff like that and you're adapting that, you're sampling it like almost like a DJ and then like putting your own spin on it. Yeah. They do a lot of things that like we do. That's why it's like it's really good to like there's just a natural synergy like to them. Mm-hmm. You know, they're kind of like it's Americana, it's traditional based but it's new and just move it forward. And those are like three things that they love in their, like in their yeah. niche cultures mm-hmm. that they really get into. Um, uh, so I wanted to end this with a couple of questions. Um, if you could pick one place in the world to surf at, what would it be and why? Um, that you've been at before. That I've been at before? Like what was your favorite place? Like you shut your eyes and you're Ooh. like, that's the best wave I've had. I mean, I definitely have an affinity for anything like Mexico, South America, uh-huh. uh, just because I love, you know, the food, the music, the way, like, Peru probably comes to mind just because uh-huh. all the, it's like the land of lefts. Yeah. Um, but even like mainland, Baja is always good. Uh, the one place I haven't been that I'm actually going to go to in like a month is New Zealand. It's kind of been Oh, like, you doing a single fit mango? I'm doing it, yeah. I'm just kind of, I don't know how I'm going to like put all my you know trips together yet but i'm i'm definitely gonna go out and it's beautiful new zealand is like i've i've heard only the best f- the thing that i will say is make sure you look out with your window as you're flying in mm-hmm. it's like fucking it's just green huh it looks like lord of the rings it's fucking insane yeah like, it's like totally like i didn't want to go i went as part of my honeymoon like on my way to fiji mm-hmm. i did not want to go and they like kind of convinced me like oh go for three or four days and i just remember landing and i was like oh my god this is like not even real yeah because they also have like low um they have high they have these really astringent rules about how close you can build homes and buildings mm-hmm. and all this stuff so because of that like it's still really green everywhere yeah like it's like so even like when you come into auckland it's still like you're like what? yeah oh, i wish someone would have done that here <laughs> yeah yeah well i mean we're greedy we're americans this is how it works you know it's not it's not gonna happen but that should be a fun contest i know a lot of people have mm-hmm. done it chris hall is gonna be there i think he's i think he's going yeah a lot of the um australian friends i i know are are gonna go over because that's kind of a quick trip for them yeah, yeah and that was kind of the reason why i thought like why not you know yeah. like i'm gonna be in Australia, might as well just fly like the three or whatever hours it is and go somewhere fast. new. Add another one to the list. The burgers are good. 
I've heard that, and I've heard um, that they're, they have, like, this camper van kind of culture, which is totally cool with me. I love Weird to just... <laughs> no, no, like, in a good way. Like, like it's yeah. like, 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 there's companies that rent vans, mm-hmm. but they're all spray-painted, like, all crazy. Oh, that's the thing I know not to do, because then everyone just, like, looks at you, and you're just, like, spotted. Yeah. Backpacker scum. Yeah, yeah, they, yeah, yeah. No, you want something nondescript. No. But it's, there's this one company that when we were there, like, they were, like, you could, like, they were renting vans, and they're all graffitied up. Mm-hmm. But they were, for some reason, like, there's some weird, <laughs> the sheep thing, there's this, like, sheep fucker joke or something. Oh, God. Like, there's something that, like, like, it was always about, like, a, yeah, sh- like, this weirdo, you know, thing, like, I didn't get, I was, like, like, there were bumper stickers everywhere, and I was, like. Just kind of aggressive, like, yeah. what are you thinking? Like, but for us, maybe it doesn't yeah. make sense, but to them, it's probably part We of actually ended up, one time, I think it was the last time I was in Australia, uh, we had, like, no, we just rock, we always do that, where we just kind of show up somewhere and don't really make most thorough plan and we we ended up having to get one of those wicked campers yeah, and yeah. we were just trying to pick like which one is the least offensive because they're all so bad company. yeah yeah that was the company they were no offense wicked everywhere. but what the hell yeah, yeah. <laughs> what are you doing they were parked everywhere in Christchurch uh, not in Christchurch in uh, Queenstown that's where yeah. we were South Island and it was just like really like my wife and I were like we're like dude this is like fucking like insane <laughs> like I would not drive around in I that think shit. maybe that's the punishment is like oh you want to be budget here you go <laughs> deal with it this is what's happening um, in closing who would you like to give shout outs to thanks whatever you want to say closing words Ooh, um thank you mom and dad my number one they've been so supportive of everything I do and they are just thrilled that I get to see the world this way and uh, St. Onofre for employing me and also supporting me taking off for six weeks from yeah. work. Always <laughs> um, nice. And yeah, um, just the friends and the crew that I have, it just, there's really, I feel like I have something so rare and, and amazing. Awesome. Well, thanks for sitting down and have fun in Australia. Thank you so much. Thank you to Hallie for sitting down with us and talking that afternoon. It's really great to get to know a lot of these people, especially people that grow up locally to where I live now. And Hallie, I think, brings a lot to surfing. And she's someone I'd like my daughter to look up to, both in surfing and outside of surfing. She's a lot of fun. The personality that she brings to what she does is great. And you should definitely check her out, either in our video or other videos that we're linking to in the episode description. But without further ado, I'd like to get into some tracks, get you guys a little pumped, and then we're going to check in with Ambrose and talk about the single fin mingle. Peace!
close my mind Make it up forever Cause it feels so
Welcome back to the Bodega Border Group Podcast, Volume 58. Hope you guys are enjoying the interview, the talking, the vibes. Like I said, changing it up a little. Let's do a little housekeeping. This is the Bodega Border Crew Podcast, Volume 58. Make sure to check us out on Instagram at Bodega Border Crew. Make sure to check our page, bodegabordercrew.com, for merch, news, links to videos, that kind of thing. Also, make sure to check out the full description on your iTunes player for track listings and links to things that we're talking about this episode. This episode, we were lucky enough to get a little soundbite from Ambrose, who is the organizer of the Single Fin Mingle. The Single Fin Mingle is a surf festival that takes place in New Zealand. A lot of people I know go to it. Chris Hall, uh, Hallie's going this year, Michaela. Every year it gets bigger and bigger, and I really want to promote events like this and be part of events like this. So without me talking about it, let Ambrose explain what the history of it, it the event is, where it's going, and uh, what the schedule is this year. Hello, this is Ambrose McNeil, founder and director of the Single Fin Mingle Surfing Festival down here in Sumner, a little seaside village in the South Island of New Zealand. So, Single Fin Mingle's fast approaching March 19th this year till the 22nd and this year we'll be celebrating our sixth year of Mingle and um, we're so proud and psyched of what the festival has grown to become and is now attracting hundreds of the world's best loggers from far and wide and obviously a really strong contingent of local surfers. So. I started the event back in 2015 and it was born out of watching the duct tapes and watching the Noosa Festival over in Australia and New Zealand. We're obviously pretty far away from it all and all the scene that's happening around California and Noosa and everywhere. So it was sort of like, well, it's going to cost us fortune to try to get flights and accommodation and board bags and all of that jazz to go and watch and check out these events and we just thought you know what let's just have our own one so that's exactly what we did (laughs) and it kind of just thrived I mean a little bit of context to New Zealand and, and the surfing scene that was here we always had a really thriving longboard community in New Zealand and I grew up competing on a national longboard tour which was a heap of fun it was a really well established and well run longboarding tour that each summer would have about six events um, up and down the country and I'd hitchhike my way with some friends around to each of these events I'd crash on people's couches I'd borrow boards and I even had a pretty awesome time where I actually hitchhiked halfway across the country spent the night with some strangers um, in no sort of dodgy way (laughs) and the next day got on a milk tanker truck and and got to the contest so anyway these contests were really cool and there was a really strong community of longboarders young and old men and women that were really into it then I think it was maybe 2017 uh, 2000 let's say 13 maybe the major sponsor behind that tour pulled pin and it left this big hole this big hole of 
all these long borders with nowhere to go. So I think that coupled with this booming kind of log scene that was ha- happening around the world really made me hungry to get something happening. And me and my friends had been perfecting the perfect logging weekend for years in, in our little town Sumner. We had it dialed. We had a wicked movie theatre that I grew up working at selling ice creams. We had fun logging waves. We had great restaurants. We had bars that we knew the bartenders to who and they would always give us cheap drinks and that sort of thing. And we just knew how to, good, how to have a good time in our little town and we wanted other people to experience that. So it was pretty simple, simple really. It was just about putting all of those pieces of the puzzle, of the good time puzzle together and making that something free-flowing and a, and a perfect weekend that people could just have something to be part of and there was always something going on. And the first year we ran it in 2015, I think there was probably about 70 odd, 60 people that came. There might have been 30 guys and 15 or 20 girls. And it was just local surfers and and some guys traveled from the North Island in New Zealand and some people traveled from the South Island. And we had a wicked time. I mean, it went off for this little event to see how well it was received and how well it kind of just came off it was so exciting so um i think one of the things that made it so successful was i had this super talented friend bradley bradley king who was an amazing artist designer illustrator and he was the first person that i hit up to draw my posters and all the artwork and so i think after that first year and with brad's posters and artwork once that started hitting Instagram, along with some of the fun videos that were matched with wicked old jazz music, I think people pretty quickly got the vibe of what we were doing and that it was it was worth checking out. So already the second year, we had people coming over from Australia and a few other random internationals, a couple of friends that I'd been in the UK came. And from then, year after year, it's just grow in another dimension I mean the third year we had people starting to come from the states and Cali and you know then the fourth year more internationals more female surfers and you know this year we'll have somewhere around 50 odd invited men surfers from all around the world and somewhere around 30 odd 35 women maybe more we'll see how it all pans out Along with that now, it's grown into a three-day, four-night festival. And we've really put a lot of emphasis on the community aspect of what we do. So obviously the contest and the invitational event is really prestigious and all the local surfers and young crew coming through really want to get an invite to surf in the comp. But we really make that a small kind of focal point of the event it's really good it gives something for people to watch and to come down to the beach for and have that structure throughout the weekend but there's so much more to the event and the festival than just this contest you know we really put a lot of emphasis into the films the social activities the parties the music 
the concerts, the bars going off with DJs, the art shows. And those are things that we really want everyone to feel like that they can engage with and be a part of. And I think that's what separated us. We've really created a culture around this festival that is super unique. And it's something that we haven't just created through the, the event itself. It's this culture that was already here in this beautiful little town of Sumner. This town's been through a huge amount over the years. We've suffered these massive earthquakes in 2011. It's a town of 4,000 people, so everyone's pretty tight-knit, and we've all kind of had been through that together. So when something positive was coming to the surface, everyone wanted to really get behind it, and they really welcome people into the community and to be part of that. So a little rundown, I guess, of how the actual festival is going to roll this year. It's going to start on a Thursday night, the 19th of March, and we meet at the local surf club, and we do a traditional welcome, a Maori welcome, which is a really neat experience for locals and internationals alike, where the locals sit on one side of the room, the internationals and tourists sit on another side of the room, and each party is represented by a matua, or it's a native name for an elder, a leader, and they speak in Māori, in the native language, about welcoming that other tribe and ultimately becoming one family. So both parties speak, and then once they've done that, everyone then presses noses and does a hongi, which is a traditional welcome. It means that we share the same breath, and then once we've done that, we're pretty much one family. So we, in order to kind of consummate that, we've got to eat together and of course have some beers together. And that's the formal opening ceremony. Then we jump over to our old movie theater that was built in the 50s, I think. And I worked at for eight years and we have our opening single fin mingle film gala. And we showcase a bunch of wicked surf films from around the world that we like and locals and we have as many directors of the films there as possible they get to talk about their films and people obviously have a bunch of beers and yahoo the whole way through it there's about 160 seats in the theater and i think last year we had like 200 people squeezed in the aisles so that's the opening night then friday we kick off with the competition the early rounds and it's a really cool vibe at the beach we make all of the competitors dress up in old classic suits. I was sort of born out of seeing that endless summer photo of Hinson and Robert August dressed up in their suits and traveling with longboards. I think it's a really neat part of the event because it kind of warps people's perceptions of what a surf comp should look like. They're thinking to see all these ripped up t-shirts and board shorts and instead they see all these young surfers looking dapper and wearing these classic tweed vintage suits. It's really fun. The boards have to be weighed, they've got to be single fin logs, and the judging is a traditional longboarding criteria that really emphasises on style. Obviously the whole world of longboarding right now has moved into a traditional sense, and the WSL criteria is pretty dialed in now to judging classic longboarding, but I think we're more looser than that. and. Yeah, it's traditional, but we also really appreciate those quirky logging styles and people really expressing themselves. Jazz music blares out over the beach. Me and this old pilot from Sumner commentate throughout the day, which is super fun. There's a coffee cart, there's couches, 
there's a vibe it's really cool and then friday night there's another film screening for the rest of the public to go and check out who couldn't squeeze into the aisles and then we're having our first party at the local community center out in the courtyard and these parties go off like for this little town they really pump and we have to work really hard with council and licensing to tell them that it's a good idea to let us have these big parties in a little residential town and we've got different bands that travel from the country and we had a band from Australia last year. On Saturday this year, it's the second day of the contest, we're going to do some different stuff this, this year. We wanted to engage the wider community even more so it wasn't just this contest for these really fortunate surfers that get to come and take part in it. So we're going to have Saturday a disabled surfing session and I saw this done by Israel and his crew at the Mexi Log Fest. And I know it's been done at heaps of different sort of surf events around the world. And obviously, disabled surfing is such a cool thing. Um, therapeutic surfing that's really helping a lot of people. So, yeah, we're going to take a bunch of kids from, with different disabilities surfing during the event. Um, the competitors are going to have a chance to lend a hand and be part of it which I think will be a really nice give back. And then after that, we're gonna have a board demo and people can come and just try different logs and there'll be a bunch of different shapers. On Saturday, we have an, Saturday night, we have an art show in this local gallery. And this year we've got a French artist, Skill Philippa Edgehill coming. She does super beautiful paintings and various mixed media work. So that'll be on, and then Saturday's the real big party. Friday's the kind of warm-up. Saturday, there's a huge party in the town square. We fence it off, we build a stage, we have three bands on, and we should have about 800 people squeezing into this one, which is going to be unreal. All dressed in suits, all frothing for a good time, dancing the night away. And then Sunday, it's kind of ironic, that's finals day, and that's how we like to roll. Everyone's moving slightly slow, a little bit dusty, and that's the kind of contest we are. We don't want trophy hunters coming to, you know, with skipping ropes and headphones. It's about the whole experience of the weekend. So yeah, you, you surf if you're a bit hungover. We make everyone scallop beer before the finals to level the playing field. I know Joel and the duct tape crew do that, which I think is super cool. Just evens that out, takes away that vibe and puts everyone on that level keel. So finals day Sunday and then we finished down at the surf club where we started with our traditional welcome on the Thursday and we give out the prizes, give away surfboards, do that thing. We finish with wicked jazz music and I've actually had my dad sing the past few years. He's a was a well-known jazz singer. He's elderly now and kind of retired but I'll try and talk him into singing again this year some nice jazz to finish off and then everyone goes and jumps into some of their local bars and keeps going and that's our wild little weekend the single fin mingle so we're super excited we're working super hard to make it bigger and better each year and yeah it's more than a surfing contest so much more it's got people leave feeling connected to something and feeling yeah up, uplifted by this feeling that this this event brings and it sounds kind of 
maybe kind of deep and um yeah pretty serious or whatnot but it really is it is it's something that is super uplifting for people to feel a part of and have that connection to all these new people that they've never met this community that some a lot of people haven't been to or they're coming back to and that's why the single fin mingle is a very special little event so all's welcome we'll make room for you we'll squeeze you in the party if we can't get you in the contest you know that's not the the be all and end all there's a lot more to this thing than just a competition so we'd love everyone to come and check it out at some point follow up follow us on instagram the single fin mingle and keep up to date with all our little cool videos and snaps of what's going on and enjoy the ride and be part of the mingle movement and look forward to meeting you all down the track whether it's here in sumner or around the world sometime we're spreading this vibe everywhere we go great talking to you you thanks ambrose for giving that detailed report about your event i think events like this are what we need in surfing it's really important to keep the culture alive and not just live but progressing and i think what ambrose and people like him are doing is exactly that so make sure to check out the event if you can through instagram check on the links that we put in the itunes description for this episode uh, to know more and that's about it but let's get back into the tracks the vibes the tunes whatever you want to call it just to get something in your melon that isn't so boring as talking but without further ado, let's get back into the tracks, the things that are going to get you motivated to surf, to get through your day, whatever it may be. And I'll check in with you guys, which I'm sure takes in a little bit. Peace.
25 bucks, mama rage your hair. Sit on the porch, she do it on the stairs. Grew your hair out, and you wanna get it twisted fed us. Many nights, nigga, that's how we was living. 25 bucks, mama rage your hair. Sit on the porch, she do it on the stairs. Grew your hair out, and you wanna get it twisted fed us. Many nights, nigga, that's how we was living. I'll knock it out. If I dig with my knees, if I grind down my teeth, I know from the attic of me, from the bottoms of please. In her fingers, carpal tunnel in her wrist But the feet of kids are nice in between her legs and twists While she listen to that Odie soap opera Smoking bogeys on the phone, gossip and tell at home Girl story, girlfriend worry Cause her son's in a hurry to see the state pen Or a cemetery buried My reply, do her best, but it's still rough Keep your kids off the street and away from them drugs Doing hair in a house, ain't putting on Daniel Daddy in and out, and who turned that channel? Sneakers turn the house juice, stepping on the back Ashing her cigarette in a brown paper bag Smoking joints, laughing, trying to get the bar straight For a 10, put your firm in on scratch all day I call on stove, put the food in the bowl, say that's so many nights, it was hard to keep on. Now a trap in a trap in a double ain't forgetting. Wanna see me dead or locked in a prison? In the system with the vision, only thing I add up, fucked up. Cause a nigga trying to get a couple bucks. Now I'm trapped in a trap in a double ain't forgetting. Wanna see me dead or locked in a prison? In the system with the vision, only thing add up, fucked up. Nigga trying to get a couple bucks. 25 bucks, mama paid your hair. Sit on the board, shit, do it on the stairs. Grew your hair out and you wanna get it twisted fed us. Many nights, nigga, that's how we was living. 25 bucks, mama paid your hair. Sit on the porch, she do it on the stairs Grew your hair out and you wanna get it twisted fed Us many nights, nigga, that's how we was living Zigzags, good night, fast food. If you really ballin', mommy cop Chinese food. If you really wonder why these people got issues, cause the rent old and the fucking lights do. On her knees at night, pray a miracle come through. Daddy shooting craps, trying to win a pair of shoes. I've been growing my hair about to let mommy twist it out while I with my friends, even got myself a biscuit. Call me mommy smoking wet nut and I lose. Now we stashing cracks in some hundred dollar shoes. Sitting at his crib, smoking switches, getting faded. Told me hit my mommy up, cause he trying to get braided. What we gon' do? See that local dope man. See if he can put some money in our hand. Same one jump, me the same one. In front me, cause I'm tired of seeing my family fucked up and hungry. Now I'm in a trap and a double ain't forgetting. Wanna see a nigga then I locked in a prison in the system with division, only thing add up. Fuck up, nigga trying to get a couple bucks. Now I'm trapped in a trap and a double ain't forgetting. Wanna see a nigga then I locked in a prison. System with division, only thing to add up. Fuck up, cause a nigga trying to get a couple bucks. 25 bucks, mama raise your hair. Sit on the porch, she do it on the stairs. Grew your hair out and you wanna get it twisted fed us. Many nights, nigga, that's how we was living. 25 bucks, mama raise your hair. On the porch, she do it on the stairs. Grew your hair out, and you wanna get it twisted fed. Us many nights, nigga, that's how we was living. Crew podcast volume 58 hope you guys like the tracks the interviews the little reports about the festivals but let's do a little housekeeping this is the bodega border crew podcast make sure to check us out on instagram at bodega border crew make sure to check out our page bodegabordercrew.com 
for merch, news, links to videos, that kind of thing. Also, make sure to check out the full description on your iTunes player of this episode for tracks, listings, and links to things that we're talking about. Well, this week we got a couple of short takes, so make sure to check them out. The first short take we have is a video about Northeast shaper and surfer Michael Evans. You know, I give a lot of credit to people who surf up there year long. I did not start surfing until I came to California because I just could not do it up there living in New York. It was just too much. But Michael's this amazing shaper and surfer there who like rips and could surf a lot of different kinds of boards. And in this video, it showcases the kind of waves he gets to surf. And if we had these kind of waves down here and the temperatures were that cold, I, I don't know if we would engage with them at all. It's, I'm very curious. I sort of think we would, but I think because surfing is so, so much less concentrated up there that he's getting all these like perfect peelers all to himself. But I love his work. I love his surfing. I think we need to spotlight more of these people on the Northeast and in little pockets like Virginia, the Outer Banks and stuff like that. So make sure to check it out. The next short take I have is a video called Playtona, which I think is a play on Daytona. I'm guessing it's a lot of Florida people in it. Saxon Wilson. It's just a super fun clip. It looks like a lot of fun. Uh, I know I'm a huge fan of Saxon's surfing. We had him on the podcast for an episode. It's a great kid. He rips. Everyone in this rips. I suggest you check it out if you just want to be reminded about what it's like to not have to surf in a wetsuit and have fun on like microwaves with your friends. The last short take I have is this one called Bees Number Three. And this video is a bunch of footage from, it looks like two days maybe, one or two days at Rincon. And a lot of people I know have been going up there in the wintertime and I flaked on it. I just was like, eh, no, I'm not gonna go. It's, you know, don't need to go kind of thing. But this video is pretty, pretty awesome. And it has people like Sean Tully, Chris Hall, Davida Arganda, and you see people just ripping this amazing wave. I've gotta be honest, I've only surfed there once or twice, a long, long time ago, uh, before I really know how to do much on a surfboard. I've been dying to go back, and after seeing this, it really gives me FOMO that I didn't go this year. So make sure to check it out. And again, these clips in general, these uh, three clips that I'm posting and talking about, the other thing I recommend is that you follow the filmmakers on their Vimeo channels and on their Instagram channels to see what they're doing. By supporting these independent surf filmmakers, you're not only supporting surfing, but you're supporting the culture. So that's it. Uh, but that's it for this episode. Thanks for joining us. Thanks for sitting down. Hope you guys uh, had a great time. Hope you guys enjoyed it. Again, you know, we're having fun. We're doing our thing. Jetty Blue 100s, we had a little snafu and we decided to not show it at Newsom. So there's a possibility that's going to be shown somewhere else in that area in the next couple of weeks and make sure to pay attention to our Instagram. We're working on the California premiere of Jetty Blue 100s. Possibly in April. I'd like to shoot for like mid-April if possible. The problem we have is we have to pick somewhere on the coast that is centrally enough located that people will come because we're only going to be showing it at the premieres. So stay tuned for that. Also stay tuned for a couple of collabs coming out in the future. Just uh, pay attention to our Instagram account. I don't want to reveal too much, but uh, working on some exciting stuff. But I want to thank you guys for joining me again this episode. It's fun. I'm back on track. 
stacking interviews, doing that kind of stuff. And uh, listen, just go out there and uh, remember, there's no need to bust a craze on a wave. Go out there, have fun, say hello to each other, help each other out with wetsuits, give wax, whatever it is, high fives, whatever you want to do. Have some good vibes and uh, see you out there. Peace. Josh P's ain't shit funny. I'm here with my young boy Casey Veggies. Been shitting on y'all niggas since 06. They know, they know. I just want y'all to close your eyes, yeah. take a deep breath, and appreciate this real nigga shit. Yeah. Peasy Carrots, Eric and Veggies. Yeah. Way, swag, yeah. chop, alright. Riding around town, Motang's, Mostilo. New girl with me, but I keep it on the D-low. All these things going down, what you think she with me for? Look like she from Rio, sweeter than Tampico. Young on my fly shit, fresher than a peacoat. Grew up nice, so when I sit back and write, I touch my life and every single thing I think of at night. Mine was in the dark, had to reach and switch on the lights. Digging deeper, trying to figure what's right. Shit be cutting like nice, but I just try to numb it with life. I'm riding around town, old chains, old steelo. New girl with me, but I keep it on the D-Low. It's a lot of things going down. What you think she with me for? Spread out bigger. Got my people on the East Coast. Cook it up for the bucks. What you trying to be for? Model for the kids, man. That's why I keep my sneaks slow. Riding around town, old chains, old steelo. New girl with me, but I keep it on the D-Low. All these things going down. What you think she with me for? Look like she from Rio, sweeter than town Pico. Riding around town, old chains, old steelo. New girl with me, but I keep it on the D-Low. All these things going down. What you think she with me for? Look like she from Rio, sweeter than town Pico. I'm a cocky young nigga, but I know when to cut it out. Your girl amused by me when she talks, she got stutter mouth. Riding around town, mo' chains, mo' stilo. Never been to NY, but I'm about to pay the fee though. Yeah. The hit ATL, I can sell as far as we know. Yeah. Press play, grind, no TiVo, that's the G code. Kicking it with friends, won't get your ass no ends. And she gon' regret, I pass when I pull up in the bins. I'm just wiping off my lens, I don't see these niggas. Made a promise to myself, I won't be these niggas. Girl, you don't know if I hit you ain't seen me. With her. Young boy so cold, I let you see me get her These girls see me on TV, nigga Throw it at me, went ahead and caught the TD with her It's all about what you earn, I want the freebies, get ya Don't say L.A. without CV in it Riding around town, more chains, more steelo New girl with me, but I keep it on the D-low All these things going down, what you think she with me for? Look like she from Rio, sweetie in town, Pico Riding around town, more chains, more steelo New girl with me, but I keep it on the D-low All these things going down, what you think she with me for? Look like she from Rio, sweetie in town, Pico Yeah, yeah, yeah
top down. Loco. We was popping that night. Shout out my nigga KY. She was dropping that right. Me and the homies be shaded up with your girl out of sight. Made a right on Hill Street. Coming off La Sienica. My girl riding with me like she my manager. Like she got plans for us. But I just got plans to bust. Niggas think I'm running out. But I stay gassed up. Blew my shit up from the ground like NASA. Just for everybody around town with they cash up. Just for all the girls and bitches, Louis backed up. Pray it all go down happily ever after. Lifting your bitches, skirt, sick work Pictures on the net to see what that shit's worth A million dollars, I roll with the click certain See I'm Ono, and that's the homie every sermon Open the curtain like cracking the your surface I got nigga, what's the perp service? I make a nerd nervous, and a thug bust a Glock out While these birds chirping, slurping to pull my cock out Burping, you nasty, walk out, riding tricks like a BMX Hey yo, they wanna lock me down like DMX I said they can't shoot me down with an AR tech Shit. Still serve that melodical threat See I'm a drug coming in jet Get high as a jet Bet There is no star screams in my set I'm like Megatron I throw mega bombs in your deck Respect All over the globe And we the ones running the show We bang on your block for dough with that Let's go Get it in Let's show you know we can win Hey yo, Eric in the house, oh no Take cover, fake niggas step back one row Yo, this flow is a Mississippi River And it's super fly like if Missy was his sister Young motherfucker man has dressed me as mister Cats gather around like it's a bar mitzvah All looking around debating if I'm nice PMD couldn't make it so I'ma have the record twice From New York to LA, South Bronx to Watts Any bullshit in between the all stops We doing hip hop here if you ain't knowing it What you claiming? Real rap, you ain't showing it. You got one shot to lose, you blowing it. It's rumors you dope, your club new rowing it. You ain't nowhere in my league, I'm not playing. You all suck to me, I'm just saying. E dub and oh no might, oh yeah, that way can't be the difference. All over the globe, the real ones running the show. We bang on your block for dough with that. Let's go, get it in. Show you know we can win. We all. Da 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 da
Manifestations of the guru. <laughs> Rest in peace. Keep the E. It's the gifted. His presence was so influential. Unlimited. That was his reach and his potential. Rhymes gonna keep you alive. You live through universal. Level respect. Go out the guru. It's the gifted. His presence was so influential. Unlimited. That was his reach and his potential. Rhymes gonna keep you alive. You live through universal. Level respect. Go out the cool. It's a brand new year. You can tell when you hear the cannons. Brooklyn is the heart of the city from where I'm standing. Watching Ralph McDaniels kept me up on my music. Friday afternoon, four o'clock. You catch the new shit. A day I will never forget when I heard Premier cut. These are the words that a manifest. Blew my mind. I'm like, I bet this album fresh. Premier was dressed like King Wu was Malcolm X. In the video for who's gonna take the weight. I came from the same place, I can straight relate. I mean, one was from Boston, the other was from Texas. But when they got together in Brooklyn, it was some next shit. No more Mr. Nice, that was good. They got greater. Next album stepped in the arena like gladiators. It's a daily operation. No opponents for these dudes. Respect is hard to earn without a moment of truth. It's the gifted. His presence was so influential. Unlimited. That was his reach and his potential. Rhymes gonna keep you alive. You live through universal. Level respect. Go out the guru. It's the gifted. His presence was so influential. Unlimited. That was his reach and his potential. Rhymes gonna keep you alive. You live through universal. Level respect. Go out the guru. You always reminded me what I'm rhyming for Got me in a new music seminar back in 94 You went black, I was with Rubik's Juju and Forte We was not those kids, but you showed us love all day Then we got the pleasure to tour, you was the realest Showed us love, it was us, Bahamadia and Slum Village Rest in peace, still a R.I.P. guru I rock with the grace, backed up by the roots Truth, blowing a tree with Tariq Overseas, we would speak, it was mostly the voice so unique I can hear you put your host to the beat So complete, no matter how big you got You was close to the street me and bald head slick would sit down over a beer and laugh about how people say I look like a man. At the end of the day, all you wanted was respect and people fronted it was just to get a rap. It's the gifted, his presence was so influential. Unlimited, that was his reach and his potential. Rhymes gonna keep you alive, you live through universal. Level respect, go out the guru, it's the gifted, his presence was so influential. Unlimited, that was his reach and his potential. Rhymes gonna keep you alive, you live through universal. Level respect. Go out the Life is just a dream and what you make of it People never understood you and Solar's relationship But who am I to question it? You say that's your people's, that's your people's It ain't transparent for me to see through But all I know is that you showed me love while you was with us You live for the music, your life is what you give us Hear your style, your influence, your life It still hit us with a right document The fight that's still in us I will never stop cause whether or not the radio play us My abilities display us a little queer of chaos Paying a perfect picture Trust me when I say that we miss you I felt like getting Freddie Fox and Big Sugar
a reforming a militia Swarming on these niggas, I don't wanna jazz and jazz And let my thoughts simmer, then a storm started brewing And my eyes don't wanna eulogize The truest rhymes gonna keep goo and rule some, some things in this industry should be so fake Make no mistake, one of the best of all time The, the card universal, ruler universal The seventh letter man ain't got no time to pay to speak some, some things in this industry should be so fake Make no mistake, one of the best of all time The, the card universal, ruler universal The seventh letter man ain't got no time for petty speak It's gifted, his presence was so influential Unlimited, that was his reach and his potential Rhymes gonna keep you alive, you live through universal Level respect, go out the Google with the gifted His presence was so influential Unlimited, that was his reach and his potential Rhymes gonna keep you alive, you live through universal Level respect, go out the Google